Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. I am Chad Russell. That that is Kurt Souter of Further Still Ministries. And uh, we are a little show called Solid Steps. And if you are just joining us by accident, we appreciate it. We hopefully you, you'll join in and tune in on a regular basis. We're a show for men, by men, talking about things from a man's perspective. And people hear that and they go, oh, well, what does that mean? Well, four years ago, five years ago now, almost going on, we, we, we decided that there needs to be some conversation between men about men, about things a little bit more important than politics, sports, and uh, you know, weather. We can talk about that all day, but we feel like on this show that a man is not fulfilling his destiny as a man, as God created him in his image, unless he is walking with God through Jesus Christ and with Jesus Christ, right? So that's a real short version of what we believe. And we don't have all the answers, but we know the one who does. And we look in his direction and we say, men, I don't know where you are spiritually, but you need to be looking in the direction of Jesus. And having that conversation. So that being said, we wanted to have tell stories that God was writing in men's lives and also just talk about what it is to be a man from God's perspective and from our perspective, right? So we hope you would love to, to join in and listen to us more regularly. So today's show, yesterday, I heard a word that I have never heard before, which is not necessarily, uh, I don't, my vocabulary, I don't pretend is like massively big. But if I said this word, most listeners would understand the word subliminal. If I said the word subliminal, most people can relate what that word is. And subliminal is the idea of what's going on underneath, you know, the threshold of what's going on underneath. The definition of subliminal is below the threshold of conscious perception. Well, yesterday I heard a word called liminal minus the sub. And I never heard that word before. But today we're going to talk about a liminal work and what that means in the life of a man and how the two men have gone through and are helping other men go through that same process. So, so you know what we do? We bring in two pastors and, and one, a former cop. That's right. That's my claim to fame. Yes. <laughs> this pastor thing's a side gig. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Weedman, welcome back to the show. It's hey, thanks, Kurt. It's good to be here again. It's always good to have you on the show, yeah. brother. And uh, um, and then Matt Robson, Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, dude. Excited this is your first time, uh, you know, with us, and we're glad to have you. Yeah, I'm really glad to be here, so, especially sitting next to the former cop, sidekick yeah, pastor. This Bill Weeb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever have uh, handcuffs uh, by him? Not by him, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't grow up in Louisville or oh, Southern Indiana. Okay. So. Hey, uh, so before we get going, uh, Bill, you, you you mentioned you you retired from the police police force. Uh, after 30 years, and that was how many years ago? That Well, it's uh, about 13 years ago. Dude. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Bill Weedman, in, if you were in the in the Louisville area, he was one of the, 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 the baddest cops in town <laughs> back in the day. I mean, bad in a good way. Yeah, bad in a good way. He wasn't a corrupt cop. Yeah, he wasn't a corrupt cop. He was a good guy. Yeah. Anyway, hey, so uh, you guys um, – I, I want to hear your story because you guys both have been uh, had an experience out in Colorado at some kind of a men's retreat kind of yeah. setting. Uh, to talk to us about that. Yeah, well, uh, for me, it started five years ago, Kurt. It, well, my problems started long further than five <laughs> years ago. But uh, five years ago, I was at a point in my life, pa- pastor of church, and I was acting out and doing some things. I thought, why did I say that? Why did I say? Why did I just say that to my wife? Why did I react this way? And uh, talking to a good friend of mine who is a pastor in Colorado as well, 
uh, said, Bill, you, there's this weekend you need to, you need to attend. It's a men's weekend. It's a men's Christian weekend. I, I thought, oh, okay, right, just another weekend, classrooms. And he said, no, you need to try this. So I did, and it was it was life changing. It was different from anything I had been on. Uh, it was it was life changing. That was five years ago, and we've had men. Matt's one of them that have traveled to Colorado for this same weekend. And uh, so move five years forward, we're really excited that now we have the opportunity. This is here in a transformed way in Kentucky for the southern Indiana, Tennessee, Kentucky area. So we're really excited that this is this weekend's finally being presented here locally. And we're going to get to the dates and more more about all of the yeah. details with that. But Bill, back up a little bit. Do you mind sharing with our our listeners uh you know what was going on in your heart and you know where that pastor out in Colorado um can you go a little bit deeper and yeah. and what was going on in your heart and your soul and your mind? Yeah, so I'll just tell the story. Sunday afternoon, it was after church. My family's over. I have two adult sons, their wives, my grandchildren. Uh, we were set up. It was about eight years ago, actually, on this one. And uh, I had a dog that did something, tried to get some food or something, and it made me mad. And I was under some stress that afternoon. I kicked the dog. And uh, my wife, Peg, looked at me. She said, Bill, don't, you're going to hurt the dog. And I spun around and put my finger in her face. I said, don't you talk to me that way. Uh, actually, a little harsher than that. And she physically took a step back. Now, when we got married 42 years ago, I had an anger issue, but I thought I had it under control. Mm-hmm. But all I'd really done is just suppressed it, pushed it, put it behind me, tucked it in my pocket, and ignored it. Uh, so this part of me was acting out because I wasn't parenting this part of me. I wasn't controlling this part of me. And it showed up at a time that it hadn't showed up in years. So I was confiding in this with this pastor in Colorado, like, man, I like I don't know why I did that. It led to had to sit down and talk to my daughters and all this is in front of my family. And um, I'm a grown man, I'm a pastor, and I couldn't tell you why I acted that way. I have no idea why I exploded that way. I could tell you the surface reason, well the dog made me mad, but what made me react that way? What's in me that made me react that way. Yeah, it was it wasn't the dog trying to get some food. I mean, right. there was there was a there was a lot more going on. Right, right. There was there was this suppression that just exploded. And I had it under control for many years and it just came out and it was it once again it wasn't under control. And I didn't find out the answers to that question until I went on this weekend. And my buddy in Colorado knew that I would find those answers. This was a little bit more invasive, well, it's not a little bit more, it's a lot more invasive. Um, and if you're willing to just go with the program, if you're willing to step into your own, uh, uh, the messages that you've received and uh, those things that we take upon ourselves that, that we believe are true, but God doesn't think they're true, but we still live by the messages that we received from a long time ago and from childhood, that's what this whole thing's about. You know, Bill, uh, you you have some wounds from your upbringing. Yeah, yeah. So my dad walked out on my mom. I was born in the 50s. Uh, I was raised by a single mom, and in the 50s and 60s, that was unheard of for a single parent. I was the only kid in my school that did not have a dad living at home. And he wasn't an abusive dad. He wasn't emotionally abusive. He wasn't physically abusive. But I took on a message about my worth as a human being based on my dad leaving my mom. Mm-hmm. And based on his sin and his, 
So I grew up, when I became an adult, I thought I put all that behind me. I rationalized it as an adult. I, under, I thought I understood it. But the messages I received about myself and my worth as a human being, as a man, and I, I took those messages and I suppressed them and uh, subconsciously just lived them out from time to time. Um, so in one sense, you had some father wounds, but I'm going to also guess because you lived with your mom, you probably had some mother wounds too. Oh, yeah, yes. And, uh, and so when you went out to Colorado for this retreat, for this weekend, um, your eyes were opened in a, in a whole new way. Yeah, you, you, you find out what's going on and why you react that way. And you don't walk away from that weekend cured. You don't walk away from that weekend healed because actually you, that part of you is always there. It's clinically referred to as a shadow. It's that part that we deny, we hide, that maybe we don't even know about. And a shadow is like a, a kid inside of us. If you don't parent a shadow, it's going to act out in certain ways. So part of this weekend is just coming to knowledge of, oh, I do it this way. Now, what do I do about that? Mm. And and then Matt, I mean, I'm, I'm going to jump over to Matt here yeah. because you, a uh, year and a half ago, mm-hmm. uh there was some stirring in your soul. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it was always knowing there was something off. You know, it just, but like I think the used word suppress is a great way to describe it in my life. You know, I'm a pastor, I work at a church, I'm a follower of Jesus. You know, it would, uh, that part of me would come out and it would be like, okay, I need to read the Bible more, I need to pray more, I need to fast more. I know all the answers. And um, over the course of, you know, 20 years in ministry now, it just continued to come up and continue to come up. And so I um, was in a spot in my life where I was looking for a better way. And there was a lot of guys around me, weed men, we call him the sensei uh the sensei was beside me and he um i saw this this the way they reacted to this weekend and it was the thing that drew me to it was there was this um i say like a um almost a requirement to be raw and real um and being around you know pastor stuff and church stuff there's a lot of men's retreats you go on and there's a lot of kumbaya singing and we read books and stuff like that and that i knew where i was coming from that wasn't going to land with me and being able to go out there and, and actually Sing, just singing, singing kumbaya is not going to do it it, do, it doesn't do it at least not for this guy you know i can't sing and definitely don't sing that you know so 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 matt um I want to continue to kind of unpack that, but we need to take a break here. All right. So we're going to take a break, come back, and we've got three more segments to talk about this. You heard two men here, and I guarantee if you're listening and you're a guy, you heard a little bit of your story in these men's story. Oh, yes. And so the father, the mother, where are we supposed to be getting our truth from? And all of this is rolling around in your head. You may be saying, I'm turning this radio off. You're listening. Keep listening. We're going to unpack this for another few segments. We're going to take a break now. Be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Salvin. We are here talking today with Bill Weedman and Matt Robison. Robison. There's no N. There's not, no. Okay. Sometimes uh, we put it in there, but um, it's I not. Usually, a, it's, I usually don't correct it unless it's like a lawyer or a doctor's office or something. It's not worth <laughs> describing. Speaking of N, L&N Credit Union, that's a good segue. Wow. Every, every now and then I get a good one. <laughs> L&N Credit Union, they've been around our community for decades, and they have been helping people with all their financial needs, needs whether it's residential, commercial. you got a business, you're needing some a loan, L&N Credit Union can help you out. And then Vision First Eye Care, uh, if you need to see better, 
and you want to be felt like treated like a person and not just a set of eyeballs, Vision First Eye Care, Rod Rollo and his crew all around the Kentuckyana area. And then Bright Star Home Care. Chris and his group will help you through one of those seasons of life that is the most challenging when you've got someone you love who needs care. Whether it's one day a week or 24-7, Bright Star Home Care can take care of that. So, okay, so Matt, um, Bill shared in the last segment, he kicks the dog, <laughs> and um, he kind of got in Peggy's face, and uh, and he he knew, wow, something's going, going awry in, in, in my inner man. What was going? What was going on with you? Yeah, it was. You know, I I know for me, like that always had been present, but I had spent time trying to, like I said before, suppress it. And um, it, different things in life, you know, schedules happen, things happen out of our control, stuff with kids, family life, marriage, whatever, work, and so that stuff it comes back up to the surface. I describe like I, it's like trying to hold a beach ball down under the under the water in a pool. Like you can do that if the water's calm, but the moment that stuff starts shifting a little bit, it pops out. And I was in a season where that stuff was popping out, you know, schedule wise, there was just extra stresses, you know, around family stuff and it came out again. It was there. And um, I, up to this point, I just figured, okay, I got to do better than this. You know, like Bill said, kind of tuck it in my pocket, stick it behind me. Um, but because I was surrounded by guys, I really, love really respected that had went to this weekend and talked about it in a way that really had addressed those things and because it was the the it was encouraged or almost like required to be raw you know and just to dig Mm -hmm. it made me feel comfortable knowing that going into it it made me feel comfortable knowing okay I can really get into this and not have fear of like sitting in a group full of accountability partners and sharing this and everybody kind of looking at you like Dude, you're jacked up. You know what I mean. And so um, you're a pastor, you're and, a pastor you're what? and you yeah, huh? You know. So um, I knew that going into it, it was like that, and it allowed me to really step into stuff. So do you mind uh, sharing what uh, you know as you're trying to hold the beach ball? You know, control yeah. it. I mean, that's us guys. We're constantly. How do we control it? How do we manage it? What what? If you're okay with uh, sharing with our listeners, what were a few things that would pop out? Yeah, um, that, that you know that it was you know it was similar. It was similar to Bill, like, you know, responding to certain situations, even like I didn't kick a dog. And I'll say this, like, that's just not a normal kick. You know, Weedman's like a used to be a fighter. So when he spin kicks a dog, I'm surprised the sucker's still alive. You know, so I didn't kick a dog. Um, but situations would come up like normal things, dealing with teenagers in our house, you know what I mean? Trying to process money stuff, miscommunication with my wife. Like I would respond in a way with a lot of aggression and anger. And it's like that, this situation didn't deserve that. Like where, where did that come from? So respond to things in anger. And then I didn't know what was going on with me. I knew I didn't like it. And so I had a tendency, I still, I mean, I still battle this in my shadow is I withdraw. You know, and I start to shut down. I don't communicate things that are going on. I don't communicate things with my wife. And um, and it's it's a, it was a self-preservation thing. I'm not know what's happening. But I went through those seasons where I was withdrawn again. I was responding in anger. I was a lot shorter. Physically, I was in a bad spot. I'm not, I wasn't sleeping, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so the things that I was trying to suppress were having – I was having physical consequences, relational consequences with those things. And it was it was like, okay, man, you just got to find a different way. Yeah. Wow. So, so in, in the break, you mentioned uh, there was some kind of anger exercise or yeah. something. Talk to us about that. Yeah. So there's there's lots of exercises at the weekend. Um, and, you know, some of them 
I knew when they introduced us, I was like, okay, this is not going to be fun. You know, so we got to one that they're going to work on anger, and I was like, ah, oh, man, this won't be hard. The rest of them are pretty insane, but I, this won't be hard. Well, we get we get halfway into it, and it's I, it's really landing with me. And so when I came home, like one of the things it was funny about the weekend when I felt like you know Weedman told me before I went, he was like, basically we're going to help you see all the stuff your wife has seen your whole life that you just <laughs> choose not to uh, address. Um, but I got home from that, and I was explaining you know some of the stuff the weekend and stuff we worked on, and I said there you know there was an anger exercise. And I thought going into it, it wouldn't be a big a deal, but you know, I got into it, man, and I, I really, I really had some some problems with my anger. I really have issues with anger. And my wife was like, "You didn't know that, you know." <laughs> so um, I, I didn't know that I had anger issues, but obviously, you know, I do. And it was your wife has been. Uh, you've been married how long? Uh, almost eighteen years. Yeah, she's yeah. like we've been together twenty five. So like she's seen it, she knows it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So, so you're dealing with this anger and you're going through this exercise, you come home and, uh, you know, since that retreat, mm-hmm. um, how, how has, how has that experience helped you in that area of anger? Um, I, it's, it's still a work in progress. I sure. mean, this thing isn't a magic bullet. Like yeah, you don't go right. address and be like, Oh wow. Hey, I'm great now. You know, it was, um, there's still like, I've operated like this and we've men, we operate like this our whole life. And so, you know, 72 hours, it's not going to like flip a switch and we're all going to be fine. You know, it's still very much something I'm trying to find, still working, trying to find that new, I guess you call it a new normal. Um, but I, I identify it now. You know, yes. I know this is coming. Okay, no, no. And it's, it allows me to address the, you know, even if it's just saying I'm sorry quicker, you know, or realizing, okay, that's not. And I, I think the weekend helped me see, like, I didn't know the way that I thought wasn't normal. You know what I mean? I just thought that was the way it was supposed to be. And realizing there's a different way to process, a different way to think of things. Um, you know, it allows me to go, okay, no, wait a minute. That's not how I should respond in this situation. Or when I do, being able to go, hey, that was, that was not okay. Wow. Bill, when you went out and you're, you went through this anger exercise, how, how did, how did it play with you? Yeah. So, uh, it was the same experience. I knew that that was going out there knowing why I, I, part of the issue was, right. Yeah. (laughs) I had this anger issue, but, uh, I didn't know where it was from. Mm. And, uh, the part about anger is anger is, is an amoral emotion. Jesus got angry, yes, but he didn't sin when he got angry. And uh, that's that's the definitive line. So part of this exercise teaches you to identify the, the anger you have. A lot of men think, why well, I'm not going to get angry, and they suppress the anger. Well, there might be a good reason. There might be an injustice that mm-hmm. your anger needs to stand up as a man and do something about it in a clean way. And there's a clean way of using anger, and there's a not clean way of using anger. And I was using it in all the unclean ways. So th- that's the biggest revelation for me through that particular exercise is recognizing that this is just an emotion. Anger uh, is an energy in your body. Now, what are you going to do about it? And you know what, Kurt, we do that all the time as men. Hmm. You know, when you get up on January 1st and you're 10 pounds overweight, you think, you get so, I'm so mad at being overweight, you get ang- and you use your anger to go on a diet. And you, you said, I'm going to do this because you're angry. It's energy. It's clean energy. So men need to be angry. There are a lot of social injustices, a lot of injustices. We need to learn how to use our anger in a clean way. And, and that's in part what you 
became aware of through this retreat and through the experience. Yes, yeah, identifying anger and putting it in his right place. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's good stuff. And we, you know, you can't pick and choose emotions. You know, God hardwired us to feel what we feel. Yes. And so, if we're not willing to embrace, okay, I'm angry, and I'm angry because this happened to me, and that's completely, mm-hmm. I should be angry about that. Well, if you don't really embrace and experience your anger, then your love and your joy and all the things that you're supposed to experience, you don't pick and choose which ones you numb. You know, when you when you go through life and we're emotional beings Mm -hmm. and just uh, but so many times we're unaware of our roots, our wounds. Um, Can you share this? I know there's some things that you don't want to share the details of the retreat, but you you talk about some wounds and and those deeper level things, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So, you know, we. One thing that a lot of men will hear Matt and hear me and they say, well, I've never kicked my dog. I've, I didn't, my dad didn't walk out on me. Uh, I didn't have this dysfunction in my life. Men will show up that with past sexual abuse in their life. They'll show up with uh, past physical abuse in their life, emotional abuse. But there are men that show up that were raised in great families. They had good moms and dads. Uh, one of my better friends went on this weekend. One of my best friends actually went on this weekend a couple of years ago. And I know his parents, they are great parents. He was raised in church. He's raised all the right ways. And, you know, Kirk, the message he received was, man, I'll never be like my dad. He admired and loved his dad so much. So his dad, I will say, sent him a message. He didn't speak it. His dad didn't intend to speak this message. But the message my friend received was, uh, I'll never be my dad. So his insecurities in life stemmed from the message that he received as a boy and he's a kid. He I'll, re- I'll never measure up to my dad. I'll ne- so mm-hmm. his whole his mantra was, "I'm not good enough, man. I'm I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough husband. I'm not good enough father." And so you don't have to have this way broken life to receive these messages in Amen. life. Amen. Amen. We need to we need to remember that. So we're going to come back and we got two more segments to unpack this. And there's probably a guy listening to this and and he's really intrigued and leaning in. So we're going to talk more about this. Also talk more about the next segment couple segments of how you can go on one of these retreats and how you can reach uh, out to 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 get a hold and be part of this process so come back in the next segment we'll talk more about that here on solid steps radio welcome back to solid steps radio chad russell kurt Souter. we are here talking with uh, bill and matt about the liminal retreat the liminalwork.com, liminalwork, L-I-M-I-N-A-L, work.com, about the retreats and uh, more about how they have changed their life. And you want to change your financial goals, your financial retirement, what are you going to do about that? Dan Hart Financial can help you do that. Uh, he will sit down with you, give you a free assessment of what your retirement plan could be and what it looks like currently. Dan Hart Financial. We also want to thank Frank Enterprises. Those guys help if you got septic issues, if you got uh, water drainage issues, if you got landscaping issues. If it has to do with outside and has to do with water and landscaping, Frank Enterprises can take care of that. And also Southern Smoke Catering, southernsmokecatering.com. They are a catering-only barbecue joint, and, man, they're great. They do wonderful work, wonderful food. Put some south in your mouth with Southern Smoke Catering. And also, we want to highlight a the Diamond Dance, FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, is having called, what's called a Diamond Dance here in Louisville, Saturday, February the 8th. 
at Louisville Sluggard Field. They have two different options. If you are a father and you've got a daughter and you want to take her out and wine her and dine her and show her a good time and celebrate her as your daughter, Diamond Dance. Go to fca.com uh, or Greater Louisville area. And I think what I'm going to get a better website here in a little bit next segment. Okay. So um, Matt and uh, Bill. Talk, talk with us. So this retreat that you guys experienced out in Colorado is now going to be available to the Kentuckiana folks. Yep. And uh, so, you know, folks can come really from anywhere. Right. Illinois, Indiana, yep. Ohio. Central Kentucky, Ten- so it's, it's a good, great central location. Um, but t- talk to us about, like, the goal at the end of the retreat. You know, the folks that, uh, you know, created this environment, what what is it they were really after? Yeah, there there are a lot of uh, sub goals and everything. I, Kurt, I'd have to sum that up in saying, when you walk away, the goal is that you're fully known, and uh, each man walks away fully known. And part of that is fully known by by the other people around you. But you'd be surprised, fully known by yourself, because you will discover things in this in the, on this weekend that you didn't know about yourself, or maybe you knew and you just thought, well, I didn't know that was an issue anymore. And uh, so I'd say that's probably the number one goal. Can you give us an example of, of you guys coming at the end of the retreat and you're like going, holy Toledo, I did not really know that about me. Yeah, so mine was, you know, it, it's just, and as I continue this work, because it's, it, like Matt said, this doesn't just end on a weekend. I've been continuing this work for five years personally and with some groups at church and other men. It's a a lifelong. It's a lifelong. It goes back to there will come times and I'll think of something that happened, a specific incident when I was eight years old, when I was five years old, when I was nine years old. Uh, My dad introduced me to porn when I was eight years old. Wrap your mind around that one. And uh, Mm. I... Something will happen that will bring me back there. It's not a flashback, but you'll remember that. And then, so what were the messages being sent then? And what did you receive as an eight-year-old boy, as a nine-year-old boy, as a five-year-old boy when you realize you're the only kid in town that didn't have a dad living with you? What, what were the messages you received? And I'll, I'll just amazed, and I'll unpack this with my wife, and I'll say, I cannot believe that that, that event happened and I've forgotten about it. I just cannot believe it. Uh, but not everybody has those as again, those significant events, my friend with the good dad, he went back to something that happened where his dad was fixing something. And he thought he remembered that there's this one point in his life as a child, he looks at his dad and thought, wow, I'll never be like, my dad's so great. I'll, I'll never be like him. And it was an event in his life that it just got erased in, in life. Mm-hmm. And he's in his forties, but this was when he was eight years old, seven years old. So how the, how the enemy, the enemy of our souls used that situation in a healthy home, in a godly dad, right. and whispered into his ear, and he captured that. And That's exactly right. I like one person said, you know, we're born a blank book, yeah. and people write in the pages of our book about who we are. Jesus also writes in the pages of our book about who we are in God's eyes. Yes. But we tend to read the part that other people read more than what Jesus writes. And we just have an enemy that wants to define that. He can't create anything, so he takes everything and uses that yeah. to try to, to, like Bill said, write that stuff on us. You yeah. know? And I would say the goal that I hope is just that you, you don't have to hide anymore. Mm. You know, the stuff in my life that I went, I didn't like it. I wished it wasn't there. 
So if I didn't like it, I knew you wouldn't like it. And so there's no way I'm going to share that. There's no way I'm going to process that. Well, um, you realize like you're in a group of guys and you're doing this with a group of guys and you realize that, man, I just shared this stuff and nobody looked at me like I was crazy. Or, man, there's all these guys that have the exact same thing that I have, you know. And so you don't have to hide anymore. Like, it's it's out in front. And, you know, we talk about it being a shadow, and Bill used the word suppress it. And what happens when we suppress that is it comes out. Like I talked about the beach ball. It's going to pop out. And what happens if we don't put that in front of us and work on it and work on it with other guys and continue to work on it with other guys, it comes out in those people closest to us. That's the ones that get touched by, you know, our, our, our relationships. We can, we can manufacture a face. I, Kurt Satter knows about Matt Robinson, what I want him to know about Matt Robinson. You know what I mean? And so, like, it's – but with the people closest to us, you can't keep that face on all the time. And they're the ones that end the brunt of it. You know, yeah. like, like Christy said, when I came home, like, you didn't know that. Like, you didn't know you were angry. Um, they're the ones that catch the brunt of it. And so you don't have to hide anymore. And now, instead of the people that you love the most catching the brunt of the thing that you hate the most about yourself, it's in front. You're working on it. You have other dudes that are working on it with you. And the innocent bystanders that we you love, like, I love those people, my wife and my kids more than any. Anybody, but they're the ones that were catching it so now they're not catching it yeah it's that is i stay after weekend uh matt talks about uh realizing you're not the only one that experiences this you're not the only man that feels this way we had a pastor's week on monday tuesday wednesday i was staffing a weekend in colorado all pastors but the staff were some pastors and a lot of other men that were not and in the debrief session at the very end on sunday afternoon i love it one of the guys said you know, I'm just glad to hear that you pastors messed up as the rest of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Bill, you're a pastor. Matt, you're a pastor. Yes. I've been a pastor. I messed and, up. And Chad, I'm just and as Chad, messed up as all and you. No, guys. no, we're as messed up as is yeah, uh, as, as, me, as, as you. you. <laughs> That's, okay. That's okay. We're all in that same boat. You know, um, uh, you talked about some of the, the the guys that would. What are some of the excuses you have heard about men who say? I don't think I should go to that or I can go to that. Maybe ones they've told themselves or some they've, they've told other people. For me, like I'd heard about it, you know, three years ago, we've told me about it. And um, a lot of the, the exercises, they don't, we don't unpack that a lot. You know what I mean? Just so you don't go into it with the game plan of how to fake it. Like you really just go in, but they talked about all the work. I liked all that. Well, then I would ask Weedman, I'm like, well, what happens to it? And he would kind of give me some vague answers. And Weedman, like I said, is nuts. Like he flew to other continents to purposefully get in situations, get kicked in the head. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> when Weedman says, hey, you need to go this, it's intense. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, is, what does intense mean to you, big dog? Because I'm not going to get taken in the woods and yeah. get the crap he used to tackle. He used to tackle drug dealers. Yeah, yeah, on purpose. Yeah. For 30 years. For 30 years. Climbing he purposely, stairs can be intense to some people. Yeah, right? you know, and so um, that was a big excuse I think people used. And then it's funny watching guys that do sign up that the closer the weekend gets, like we find – we don't want to just say, hey, like I'm wimping out. We'll be like, oh, well, you know, at work, I really need to do this. Or, hey, my kid's got this tournament. And we find good reasons. You know, it's like, hey, I want to be a good dad. My kid's got this tournament. I'm not going to miss that. You know what I mean? When really it's like if you really wanted to go, the tournament's not that big a deal. But it's just, you know, the, the fear of it, I think. Yeah, I think another thing is for me it was, okay, this is just going to be one of those just another men's weekend. And I thought it, it's, it's the ne- – okay, here we are. It's the next hot thing. And 18 months later, it's going to be the next hot thing. So I'm not going to spend my time, my money, and, and, and all this energy on this one weekend because 18 months from now, it's going to be something different. 
I think that's what a lot of men think, and that's actually that's how we condition ourselves. Well, yeah, and you're hearing this. You, how many weekends have you heard about? You know, how many different men's things are out oh, there? Oh my goodness, yeah. You know, there's there's so much stuff out there, and so it was like, like Bill said, oh, it's the next thing. Well, it's like, well, this is one of those, and because of my past experiences, or maybe your past experience, if you're listening, weekends you've been to that were like, yeah, man, it was all right. You know what I mean? Um, you thinking, well, this is how it's going to be, um, and it's 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 truly really unique. It's it, yeah. like I said, twenty years of ministry, I've not seen something that it goes after the things as men that we we really battle in a way like this, and just gets right at it. You know were you, Matt, were you when you heard Bill talking about this? Were you irrationalizing in your mind, like uh, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, or or, or was there really like you know, I, I when you first heard about it. Mm-hmm. It it took you what a year and a half before you actually did it. Almost three. Yeah, almost three years. Yeah, yeah. So what were you, what were you thinking? Well, I mean, I, most everything in life, like we know we need to do. Like I know I need to do things. Like I may need to lose weight, but until the doctor tells me I got to do it or something's gonna go wrong, you know. So I use the excuses like we do everything else. Well, I, I don't want to spend the money on that. You know, or, oh, I don't have the time to go out there for that. Or, oh, I don't have, you know, all kinds of different excuses we use, like everything else we need to do. Um, so I used all those. All those things. You know what I mean? I've used humor to say, like, I'm not going out there to let Bill beat me with a cane. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to go out there for that. <laughs> We're going to take a break and come back and beat each other with canes in the break. But uh, we'll come back in the fourth and final segment. We're going to talk a little bit more details about the retreat, but also maybe the, the aftermath of the retreat. You want, everybody goes on retreat, they want to have some type of change, but maybe thought we're going to talk a little bit more about what happens after the retreat and how this is a tool in the toolbox of you, men, uh, going down the path that you know you want to, need to go down, but you're a little scared to go down. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell and Kurt Souter, and we are talking with Matt and Bill about liminal Retreats, Liminal, L-I-M-I-N-A-L, work.com is the website, liminalwork.com. We want to thank Southeast Outlook. They are a local, and local in Louisville, depending on where you're listening on the podcast, but uh, they are a local publication that talks about and writes stories, the stories that God is writing in people's lives, both here in a city or around the world. Uh, we want to thank them for sponsoring our show. Eric Veal of Iroquois Family Dental. Uh, Iroquois Family Dental, they have two locations, one in southwest Louisville, one in the east end, and they are a family-friendly dental office, and Eric will take care of you, and um, they are a great organization. Veritech Generators, if you have a need for a generator at your home or at your business or you have a generator that needs servicing and want some quotes, Veritech can take care of you in that capacity, and they we thank all those folks for sponsoring our show. So Typically, we ask, you know, so what what's this cost? Really, that's... That might be a, a, a okay question, but a better question is the the investment for our soul, is mm-hmm. it worth it? Yeah. You know, for me, it definitely was, and I used all the excuses in the world for almost three years to, to not go. Um, but you, if you think about it, like the people that you love the most deserve, you know, you they they want or deserve the best, they deserve the best of you that you can give them. And um, think about your kids growing up with a totally different reality at home. You, you said that in the break, Matt. Mm-hmm. The, the, it, it affects how you parent and love and build into your kids. Yeah, and it, it, it completely I, it completely changed that trajectory. 
it completely changed that direction. Uh, like I said before, when we suppress that part of us we hate, it comes out sideways on the people closest to us, and all of a sudden that works in front of you. And all it, it all it does is it allows the it magnifies or intensifies or allows it clears up the person that I really wanted my spouse or my wife Christy to have, or that Isaiah and Braylon, Layla and Case to get um, from me, and they actually they get it they get a better version of that. Well, uh, Bill, talk about the guy who's listening to this and there, he kind of wants to do it, but it's like, Oh man, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to go down that road. Talk to him. Yeah. So that, that's, you're talking to 90% of the people that hear this and say, well, you know, I know 99. I need, I need it. It's, uh, higher, it's higher than 90 dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go. So, uh, most of the men, I, they, I was in that position. And when I was there, I showed up on the weekend. I resisted the first, uh, well, the first twelve hours or so, and then thought, you know, Weedman, you you came all this way, you paid this money, you're uh, just give it, give it a chance. And because I stepped into it, I came out like, well, I, it's most eventful thing that I've done. I know that's saying a lot, and men hear that and they say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it really is that significant, in my opinion. So for men to thinking, man, I yeah, I don't know, but do that. All I'm saying is, uh, okay, are you man enough? That's what I'm telling you. You might not be. Uh, so if you're not man enough, don't go. <laughs> I said that to one guy, and he said, are you challenging me? I said, yes. <laughs> because, quite frankly, that's what it took me to go. I heard a pastor stand up and say, uh, and he had. He said, I ran a marathon, and I fought an MMA fight. I would rather do both of those back-to-back than do this weekend again. But I'm so glad I did. I'm mm-hmm. so glad I did. And I thought – and I thought to myself, well, dude, you ain't that. I'll do that. Like it challenged me as a, uh, uh, it brought the redneck up in me. I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, you think you can do that? <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I mean, anything worth, uh, that has any value at all is worth hard work, is worth the effort, is worth the energy. I mean, I use, I mean, you know, Tom Brady has been in how many different Super, Bo- Super Bowls? He's won how many different times? And you know that he's worked his tail off. Yeah. And like, well, yeah, yeah, but Tom, was it worth it? Yeah. Yes, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if if we could just approach our spiritual lives, our souls, mm-hmm. with that kind of framework. Yeah. And you know, Kurt, I, I, I joke about all the challenge and all that. Uh, one of the real reasons is I remember my daughter-in-laws, especially on that Sunday afternoon when I walked in the kitchen and apologized and told him, I, I, I can't, I don't have an explanation for this. I remember the look in, in my boy's eyes, and I thought, I will never be here again. And I knew there's a possibility I could be here again. And that was a catalyst for me, like, I have got to do something about this. I don't care how unpleasant it is. And you're right, we do that all the time. If I want to get stronger, I go to the gym and I lift weights. If I want to endure, if I want to increase my cardiology, I'm going to go do some metabolic training. I'm going to do some things that are unpleasant because there's something better on the other side. Yes. And I think one of the things Liminal prides itself on is just the the desire to partner with the local church. And so the fear of going with someone that you know, you know, it seems like there's no way I'd want to do this with other people. You know, post-work for me, the most important thing that's happened is um, that I – I went with guys that I know, and now they know me. I don't have to hide in front of them. And it allows my relationships through that I have at church, you know, relationships with guys I am on staff with, um, that allows me to continue becoming the person that I want to come. Yeah, and I also say we've talked a lot about a quote-unquote weekend, liminal work 
was started and developed by a pastor who wants not just a parachurch organization where, well, you can go to church or you can belong to this organization. Liminal Work, Liminal is an organization that wants to come in and partner with the church. In fact, they release the power to the local church. So they don't control it, you control it. And like Matt said, it's it's about uh, it's not just about a weekend. It's about uh, helping develop groups and helping men walk with other men and helping get into this as a lifestyle, not just a weekend and then you've done something you put in your, you, you know, you hang on your wall or a plaque or something that you say you've been there, done that. That's why Liminal was be, has begun. Yeah, I, I love what you said there. It's it's a lifestyle that God wants us to lean into. Yes, it is an experience on a, a weekend retreat, but that's just the catalyst to just begin the ball moving down the, the field of how we can be transformed and, and, and be the husbands, be the dads, be the Christ follower that that God calls us to be right, right, and th- this isn't a this isn't something that it backs the church because we know that it's really Jesus who heals, Amen. and we know it's Jesus who sets us free. But many times we don't set ourselves free. Jesus opens that cage door and said, "You don't have to live that way anymore." That was me, but I sat in that cage because that cage was comfortable. Jesus paid the price for me to walk out of that cage, and there were parts of my life that I I kept myself in there. Yeah, mm. you know. Jesus modeled for us not holding anything back, you know, and so he deserves all of us. And the a man who doesn't have to hide part of him is a guy that really stepping into becoming all who he is. Your wife deserves the best you. Yeah. Your children deserve the best you. The kingdom of God wants a man to step in and be a man. Man, Liminal really allowed me, and I'm not getting paid to say this stuff, by the way. Liminal allowed me to step into being a, a full, complete man that I believe the people the closest to me deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, good. So, Kurt, this, so we talk about the word liminal, the actual weekend. The name of the weekend is the Unknown Weekend. That's the men's weekend. It's called the Unknown Weekend. It's under the website liminalwork.com. You find men. And there's a women's uh, weekend. It's called Unleashed that, that as well. So so if, if you're a man or a woman, you go to liminalwork.com. Yes. And just click on uh, the men's Yeah, retreat. look at the menu and you'll see men, women, and click on men for men. And then look down, you'll see the retreats and the dates and uh, how to uh, more information about the liminal itself. And yeah, We're really excited that it's it's actually come to this area yeah. too. You know, it's it's so close. It's so much more convenient for guys to get to. You know, when me and Bill went, we flew to Colorado. So we're excited that it's um, that it's it's come so close to home. The beautiful thing is too, as well, that it's national. Yes, um, the folks who are listening to this podcast from around the country, they can also come here, but they can also go to Colorado. The dates are there as well. Right. Yeah. Um, that's that's good stuff. You know, guys, thanks so much for coming, sharing your yeah. hearts. Thanks for being vulnerable. Um, but our time is up. But uh, Matt, would you pray for us? Yeah, I'd love would you, to. Would you pray for us guys that we would yeah. step up to the plate? Yeah, I'd love to. Father, we thank you for the way that you love us and the way that you desire us. And God, we're thankful that through Christ we, you, we have access to you as a loving Father. Um, God, so we just ask that you take what um, was said here, Lord, and, and let your spirit lead. Um, continue to move the guys that are hearing um, this to to step into becoming what the man that you want them to be. Um, thank you that we don't have to perform. That you love us, you want us, and we don't have to perform. Mm-hmm. And so, Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Bill. You know, there was a story in the Bible where a leprosy, a woman with leprosy comes to Jesus and throws herself down at his feet and says, 
Lord, if you are willing, you can heal me. And he said to her, I am willing, be healed. And that question to come to Jesus and say, are you willing to heal me? I, I know the answer to that. He, he, he's willing to heal us. Mm. And, but he, that, that leper, woman with leprosy was willing to come to Jesus, throw herself down at his feet and ask him. And really, guys, um, Matt said it, your wife and kids deserve this. Mm -hmm. They deserve the best you. And the best you is not outside of God. It's with God. Mm -hmm. But there are so many people I know who have been saved but not healed. And healing is a process. I've been looking for healing for 18 years, and it's been happening. Was it this retreat? Was it this book? Yes. It was all of those pieces that God says, I will heal you through these processes. So if you've never looked in that direction of healing, mm. now's the time. What are you waiting for? And I know that there's probably fear and a lot of things, but what did Jesus say over and over again? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. So liminal, L-I-M-I-N-A-L. Did I spell that right? L-I-M-I-N-A-L. Work.com work is the name of the website, liminalwork.com. And I also said that I would give you a better website for the FCA. It's FCALU, that's F-C-A-L-O-U.org for the Diamonds and Daughters Dance. Thanks for listening. Share this with somebody. Listen to it on a podcast come Monday. And you can share that at Facebook, SoundCloud, or iTunes. Thanks for listening to Solid Steps Radio.